0: I will set out for Gaul myself and confront our enemies. They will learn the error of their ways.
1: But why might early Christians have called Nero the
0: Antichrist? I will quash my deluded enemy, not with the sword. I intend to sing to them. Nero has lost his mind. Welcome back to the life of Nero, episode uh, 41. Mm. Uh, come, come stai? Right. Uh, let's
1: see, it has so many different ways to answer. Uh, Más o menos, uh, tre bien.
0: <laughs> non c'è male, non c'è male. Your mama? Uh,
1: no, <laughs> I, was, I was, I'm sorry. Not she, your
0: mama, not she, your mama. <laughs>
1: she's a lovely lady and I'm afraid of her. Please continue
0: that's oh, funny. In our last episode, we were talking about uh, Nero and he Don't Get No Respect. And i got to play that again now. That's a story of my life. No
1: respect. Don't get no respect at all. He, no he used to take his tie out. You don't understand. No
0: respect. Uh, yeah, yeah. Instead of a tie. Yeah, the thing that Dangerfield would do with his tie all the yeah, time. I love that great. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great guy. Uh, and we talked about the uh, Colossus of Nero, the golden statue. Mm-hmm. That he built in the Domus Aurea, but uh, the the back story with this house is when he when he came to power Nero inherited two separate sets of property and gardens. He had the gardens of Macenas, et cetera, etc., etc. Um, that I think one of his uh, was it his mother or one of Claudius's other wives uh, grabbed that during uh, <laughs> Messalina or somebody like that. It they were like. Right. You know they 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 I'll wanted the gardens of Massinus and somebody owned it and they accused him of treason right. and got the gardens anyway. He, how you get N- it. Nero gets it. Yeah, he gets it all. So basically, all of this property from the Palatine Hill through to the Esquiline Hill. Scattered. yeah, um, he owns and he's like, ah, like I don't want to have to you know walk from one to the other or or you know it's Be I have to leave my a property and yeah. Go to my B property, it's, oh. and, and then I have to go out in public to do that. And I don't like that. And it's I have like, to wave at people when they
1: wave because they love yeah. me.
0: It's a security issue. Right. It's a, yeah. it's a, yeah. So he wanted he wanted a property, yes, for a long time that would stretch over the two hills, yeah. and he could just Connect he could it. go from one end of his estate to right. the other end of his estate and not have to see the 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 exactly. stinking general public in his underwear uh, he could walk in his underwear it yeah. would be that uh, oh okay. and he did naked <laughs> he would walk around <laughs> naked most of the time right now both hillsides uh had been damaged in the fire oh. and his plan was to you know take advantage of that and link them now what had also been d- destroyed in the fire was his first attempt at linking these two hills. Aww. The Domus Transitoria, or the House of Passage.
1: Right. He, oh, he, had,
0: he he was building that when the Great Fire of Rome happened and it all got burnt down. And this is one of the reasons why I think the idea that he started the Great Fire of Rome is probably Ridiculous. There's mm-hmm. lots of other reasons, like he wasn't in Rome, etc., etc. Right. Little things. And like the, that. Sto- the stories that suggest that he did it seem spurious at best, and yeah. but also his own property got built. down. Now maybe the fire started and it burnt his property down by accident. But if you yep. were going to start a major yeah. fucking conflagration. <laughs> Well,
1: you you, don't, you, you you can't control a you fire. You would take steps. Yeah. Well, you can.
0: Yeah. You have guys with buckets of water surrounding right. your property, Good throwing luck. fucking water. You know, you, you, you he's he's got unlimited resources here. Like, he would have made sure his own place was yeah. protected if he was yeah. delivered, unless... Okay, you can be really five D chess here, and you go, know, "Well, that that would be suspicious," and then people would accuse him of starting the other fire. So he had to he had to burn down his own property in order for yeah. people not to think that he was the guy that started. You know, it it just becomes like, like a like much. a yeah GOP wet dream conspiracy but, theory about uh, right. child's gatey type stuff. Here.
1: But but let me ask you this: so he had the Domus transitory. He's trying to connect his his uh his various residences, who doesn't? I get that. But after the fire, let's say, either way he had nothing to do with it, uh, but whatever. But this time, instead of just rebuilding... He's going to go massive. Do you have any theories about instead of just rebuilding why he took it to 11, Is he is again, is he trying to win the love of the people? Is he trying to show the majesty and might of Rome? Is he trying to employ a lot of people so they love him? I mean, I'm trying to get a sense of his, of his motivation here, or is it just ego because he is still a relatively young man.
0: Well I think it's probably all of those things right. I mean why did kings and emperors build massive palaces f- oh, you know just to show history because they could yeah it's partly to show off and yeah. it's partly uh, you know uh, to to win the respect and awe and admiration of visiting dignitaries and uh, monarchs from right. other parts of the world like we know that he's got yeah, he's, yeah, he's got Tiridates on his way. He's yeah. coming in, and he's going to go. Oh fuck! Look at look at what get, Rome's got. Like we yeah, we, can't we can't compete touch with that. that. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Although you know we know that they did. I mean, when Alexander the Great first went to um, Mesopotamia, and, and he and he got to Iraq, and he went to the the palace in uh, was it Baghdad, where the original big oh. palace was that got burnt down during a night of drunken revelry. <laughs> right. um, there were several of those. Yeah. Yeah, in Persia. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I'm, I didn't and it's ego, down yeah. it's ego. It's ego. It's employment. It. It's yeah. it's all of it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the glory of Rome. It's what you do as a leader. Yeah. Okay. Now, there's some good stories about the building of the Domus Transitoria in and of itself. Suetonius says that... Um, Nero had to use siege engines to knock down granaries that were in the way. Oh for fuck's sake. To build sake. it. Right. No, that's awesome. Like, you know, uh, okay. Fire! So as we we'll, as we'll see later on, uh destroying buildings back in the day, right. You know, you got these large brick uh, buildings in ancient Roman times not easy to demolish it's a big these deal. things exactly. and cart away all of the rubble. It's not like today you didn't send in a you know a truck with a big you know wrecking ball with um what's a face swinging on it? Oh, um, uh, Cyrus Miley, Yeah Miley Cyrus. Cyrus. They didn't have Miley Cyrus right. on a wrecking ball, sadly. <laughs> um, we all need a... <laughs> Or
1: stick some semi-naked
0: Marley Cyrus on yes. a wrecking ball. That's how I well, like my, to wake up in the morning. That's
1: on my computer screen. It's my anyway. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh,
0: go ahead. Uh, uh. You just imagine that's one of your wrecking balls that she's swinging <laughs> on. Your balls do swing like that. They hang that low. I've I've seen them many times. Two feet is um, not a lot. Anyway, I'm like, is that is that is that a growth on your <laughs> ankle? Oh no, it's no, your balls. Just, um, it's my right testicle. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was clever. He brought in siege engines. He goes, well, we know how to demolish shit. We've yeah. been doing that since Alexander the Great, right? We yeah. bring in a siege engine and you can knock some <sighs> shit down." Yeah. Would have been pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the, the, the Domus Transitoria also included the Nymphaeum of Polyphemus. Oh. Tell everyone what a Nymphaeum is, Ray.
1: A Nymphaeum is uh, a nympho with the last name of Aeum. No, it's a, it's a uh, monument consecrated to nymphs, especially those in the spring, uh, normally in a courtyard. But I don't know the particular nymph or whoever you were just speaking of, the, the second name or the second word. But a monument. Polyphemus? Yeah, there we go. Who's
0: that? Polyphemus was uh, the one eyed giant son, the Cyclops oh. son of Poseidon and Thusa. Gotcha. In Greek mythology, he's one of the Cyclopses, right. C- 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 Cyclope. Polysize. Uh, right? In uh, Homer's Odyssey, yes. Anyway, a Nymphaeum, uh, yes, uh, sort of a celebration of uh, nymphs. Um, I love this them. one. This one, unfortunately, was divided in two by one of Trajan's later building projects. Had a wall that went through it. Right. <laughs> surrounded by a portico of four columns, had a cascading fountain on the bottom. The walls of the nymphaeum had a mosaic. Only a few traces of that remain. Right. We'll talk about what remains later on. The walls were originally covered in marble. But yes, it was supposed to be a monument to nymphs. Yeah. And, you know, who? we should all have a monument to nymphs in, in our house. We should have lost that. Yes. Um, it was uh, ten meters or thirty-three feet high, and uh, had a, a, a central octagon mm-hmm. inside of it. Yeah, and I think that was like the orgy room. Right, is my take on the nymphaeum. You know, that was his yeah. orgy room. Is you know, it, it was painted to be like a, uh, yes. a natural grotto where nymphs would uh, come oh, and just fuck right. anyone who walked in.
1: But as we're about to see, he's going to have a much more elaborate, bigger idea where to hold his orgies. Nero knows what he's doing when it comes to laying the groundwork for an orgy.
0: Put a lot of thought about orgy. Exactly. About
1: well, it's important to him.
0: I mean, yeah. well, T- Tiberius and his sex palace really That's um, true. started that. And, um, and I'm keeping it going. Nero took it to the next oh, level. Right. And then, uh, then um, Riley Alexander <laughs> and his lovely wife took it to the next level. <laughs> Uh, in Utah with their orgy shower. Did I tell you about their orgy shower? No. No, but a video uh, yeah. would be appreciated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. They have, a, in, in their ensuite, suite, right? in their main bedroom, um, mm-hmm. they have an orgy shower. um yeah. it's, it's literally, like, it's a shower the size of a, a room. Right. Uh, with lots of shower hands and you can fit like 50 people in this Oh. Thing. Like, oh, wow. nice orgy shower. I like yeah. that, yeah. got a, It's got a, Disco ball. Well,
1: that's and, how you, you know, know. That's how you know it's
0: an <laughs> orgy shower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get unfortunately we didn't get to the orgy because no. well, we always, had to bring Fox and you so know, much think, time. Think, yeah, it was only so much time. Yeah. Um uh, so the tra- the the Domus Transitoria uh, sadly burned down. There's not a lot surviving written right. about it. Um there's there's not a lot of uh, archaeological remains surviving. So we don't know a lot about the Domus Transitoria. The remains were discovered, though, mm-hmm. um, along with the, the foundations of the Domus Aurea, uh, which replaced it right underneath Domitian's Banquet Hall and Trajan's Baths and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and you can layers. go down today. In fact, Chrissy's dad was down there just recently. He oh, was wow. posting photos on Facebook and, and um, That's cool. talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Nero's Palace, the Domus Aurea, the Golden House, as I said in the last episode, probably the most influential building in ancient Rome, most mm-hmm. innovative and influential building in ancient Rome. You know, we, we, we go and we look at the Pantheon today, uh, right. the rebuilt version of the Pantheon. Yeah. Obviously Agrippa's version burnt down, but the the b- version that was built 100 years, 150 whatever years later. Mm-hmm. We look at that and we go wow that's impressive and yeah. uh, but that that wouldn't have happened without the golden house. Right. The golden house was like uh you know Frank Lloyd Wright's prairie houses which you know <laughs> led to his being able to build decades later the the Guggenheim in New York City. This wow. is where all the innovation right. started the like yeah. Nero's architects we'll talk about soon. Were the equivalent of Frank Lloyd Wright in this. They were the they were the big thinkers, the big innovators. Yeah. Um, so it was covered in gold leaf and gemstones. This house, particularly on the inside, like no expense spared. Even though he didn't have the money, uh, as it turned out, <laughs> it's coming. It we're sure it was coming. It was coming. Checking the mail. Sure it's, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It had it, from the from the remains we can see that it had plumbing. It came Mm -hmm. in so water would cascade down some of the interior walls. It had interior waterfalls. For different reasons. Uh, Yes. It had a giant artificial lake for naval battles. What house does it? which, Which is where the Colosseum now stands. Yeah. Now, just on that, around 128, Hadrian ordered the statue, the Colossus of Nero, that we talked about. Mm hmm. That that then became the Colossus Solus. Right. Uh, it was moved from the Domus Aurea to just northwest of where the Colosseum now stands, mm-hmm. in order to create space for the Temple of Venus and Roma that they yeah. were building. Um, and that's why the the, the surviving uh, base of the statue is right next to the Colosseum today. You, you, yeah. You, you know, as you walk to the Colosseum, you walk straight past it. Um, follow up question yes.
1: how many mm. elephants does it take to move the colossus
0: mm. um, one but you have to use it 24 times no yeah. 24 <laughs> elephants the architect Decrianus right used it used 24 elephants Fuck. to move the statue now that would have been something I would to like, see
1: I'd like to see that. Yeah. Yeah. get that yeah. on YouTube uh, yeah million hits easy
0: yeah yeah <laughs> Emperor Commodus converted it into a statue of himself as Hercules by replacing the head at one point, but after his death, it was restored. Yeah, and of course, uh, this is why the Colosseum is called the Colosseum. It's because the Colossus of Nero right. was was moved to it. Um, you know, it, today it's properly called the Flavian Amphitheater. Right. But it probably wasn't called that in antiquity. It Mm -hmm. was, they think, probably called the Amphitheatrum Caesareum. Right. Uh, We don't really know what it was called, apparently.
1: But if it is called that, if it was called that, then Nero's still getting credit because he's,
0: yeah, Yeah. one of the Caesars.
1: So, wow. Well,
0: yeah. And by the way, so was Flavian, though. But by the way, um, people, Americans, can you stop? It's not spelled. C O L I S E U M. We were driving through Chrissy's hometown, Cedar City. Right. And they've got a sporting venue there called the Coliseum, the <laughs> Accra Ac- Coliseum or something. No. C O L I S E U M. I'm like, what That's the nice. fucking bastardization is right. this? Yeah. Welcome it's to America. It's based on the word colossus, or colosso. Yeah. Well, from colossi. the Greek, I think, meaning right. enormous. Mm-hmm. Colosso, the colossus, not C O L I. Fuck it. Like, learn to spell. Ignorant fucking Americans. Well, you, what the
1: fuck? You were out west, right? Spelling's not that Southwest, important. Utah.
0: Yeah. Same thing.
1: No. Not, no. yeah. Once you get past the Mississippi. Yeah. Not, not as important. Yeah, no, I, ju- I just wanted, to, and you were I think you were saying this earlier. Yeah, this uh, golden house is going to span three of the seven hills of Rome. It's being worked on from sixty four to sixty eight. It does have a Vegas like quality to it. But who says that's a bad thing? And, of course, I mentioned earlier it has got uh, at least 200 rooms. And we're going to go into what most of those rooms were for. It's got colored marble floors. The walls are decorated from scenes from Homer. So you're right. This is an incredible, Not a, it's, yeah, it's massive. Anybody can do massive. You just throw enough bricks together. But it's beautiful. It's functional. And it serves many purposes all at the same time. And most of those purposes are the various things that Nero likes to do. But we'll go into that a little
0: later. Let's let's list them off. There's uh, fucking, eating.
1: Yeah, fucking while eating, eating while fucking, singing, singing while fucking, dancing, and eating, dancing while eating and fucking and singing. More
0: fucking. <laughs> yeah, Do basically. It. It's the, yeah 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 yeah. It's it's um, basically Maslow's hierarchy of needs, Nero style, <laughs> fucking eating.
1: And it's just a line, just a line going yeah. across a uh, lateral lateral line going. Across.
0: Now, the palace was meant to be like a massive seaside villa, uh-huh. much like the one owned by Julius Caesar's father-in-law, Lucius Calpurnius Piso Zoninus, right. uh thought probably to be the owner of the villa of the Paparai, mm. the model that the Getty Villa in L.A. was based on, but much, much, much bigger. Now, right. that's saying something, because oh. having just been to the Getty Villa, bit. it is enormous, Right, and and this thing, I think, was probably five or six times the size of the Getty Villa, looking yeah. at uh, recreations of it, is like enormous.
1: Well, let me ask you, I had read that by the time you do the, um, the Golden House and the grounds, was it 250 or 300 acres roughly? I mean, it was. And it's in Rome. It's in the middle of fucking Rome. It's massive, but the fire made it possible.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, uh, I don't think it was ever completed, probably Mm -hmm. he was I think he died before it was uh, finished sure Otho and Titus supposedly allocated money to finish at least the part of the structure that was on the Oppian hill Uh, this continued to be inhabited by emperors up until it was destroyed uh, in another fire under uh, Trajan in 104 yeah um Vitellius was in it in 69, we know. But uh, speaking of this fire under Trajan, yeah. I, 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 if Trajan doesn't get the blame for the fire in 104. <laughs> the
1: way does Nero?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I spent a lot of time trying to figure out the details ah. of Trajan's fire. It's, it's almost impossible to get anything, any information on Trajan's fire. I'm like, well, it yeah. burnt down a large chunk of Rome too. Why isn't it the Great Fire of Trajan? Did... Why does Nero cop the blame for his fire but 40 50 years later Trajan gets away scot-free did, with his fire
1: Oh uh, one question: did Trajan kill a lot of Christians?
0: Uh, it's okay. Did... Um... I mean, not that I'm aware of. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, he didn't make I a big so, deal no. out of
1: it. Um, no, Nero has uh, just got—he's just got everything against. Neither him. did
0: Nero, though. By the way,
1: yeah. Well, that's you're you're talking fact. I'm talking fiction. So I don't know why yeah, you're right. wasting my time.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> I do I have a tendency to,
1: <laughs> Mister embarrass
0: myself Mr. with facts. facts. Yeah, yeah. Factoid. Um, yeah. The 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 Golden House was supposedly though so decadent mm-hmm. that it was a little bit of an embarrassment to Nero's uh, successes, wow. you know, they, yeah. uh, they needed to, um, obviously, and this is part of the whole Nero problem, right, he was obviously the last of the Julio-Claudians. They needed to kind of demonize him uh, to justify the fact spent. that they weren't Julio-Claudians. Everything and is his, The opulence and the decadence is an easy thing to point to. Right. I mean, and I'm sure it was appalling to a lot of Romans, particularly people who remembered Augustus's... You know, uh, yeah, conservative, words. prudent. Yes. Uh, you know, well, they weren't an artist. Be,
1: he's an actor. He's an artist. He's a singer. He's yeah. a performer. It's going to be on the flouncy, pouncy, bouncy side. I think I just made that up, but you, you get what I'm saying.
0: The Domus Aurea was stripped of all of its marble jewels and ivory within about <laughs> ten years. Yeah, I go after uh, that too. after yeah. Nero's death, but. Yeah. It, it continued to be inhabited for quite a long time, as I said. Mm-hmm. Now, eventually, they uh, get buried, and we'll talk about that later right. on. Um, and, you know, the Colosseum gets built on top of where the lake was. <laughs> the Baths of Trajan get built there. And within about 40 up. years, it's gone. Yeah, covered up. Um, now, the architects were these two guys, Severus. Mm-hmm um who afterwards uh, went on to work at um Harry Potter's school whatever oh, it's called
1: or Vandalay industries and, yeah
0: yeah oh yeah and <laughs> um Seller, who was the inventor of celery, he um, the engineer. He used to walk around eating these things. People were like, what the, what the fuck? Yeah, is, what, what are why you is chewing? He on it's it's yeah. it's crunchy, it's yeah. stringy, it gets yeah. caught in the gaps in your teeth. But <laughs> he's like, you know, he's always making a bloody mary and sticking it in the bloody mary.
1: <laughs> so it just became
0: known as celery. <laughs> now here is the thing, right? The 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 the. the the, one of the there was lots of innovations yes. in this building, but the probably the most important one I think mm-hmm. was that it was made of Roman concrete.
1: Mm-hmm. Something relatively new or discovered or invented or created or whatever the word is.
0: Well, concrete itself wasn't new. Concrete itself, Romans had been using it since 300 BCE. The Greeks were using it to build floors in 1400 BCE. Right. So concrete itself wasn't new, but Roman, Roman concrete. King,
1: capital Roman. R. Capital yeah. R. All right. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Well. Now, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I just figured some podcaster was sitting around taking a break, uh, probably on some edibles, and said, huh, what if we take concrete, which everybody knows about, but, and here's the important part, he popped another edible, we mix it with small stones or hardcore rubble to make it tougher. So it's still malleable because it's in a... Concrete semi-liquid form, but it's got very hard things in it, which makes it stronger. Fuck me! He gave up concrete, uh, gave up podcasting, and started selling Roman concrete. Made a fortune.
0: Well, I actually have some edibles in the house because Chrissy made uh, some canna butter cookies. Really? Uh, the other day, oh, yeah, nice. chocolate chip cookies. And I think I think you're right. I think it was somebody who was like making chocolate right. chip cookies, and they're like, "I'm gonna." I think I'm going to add something to this to make yeah. them better. I'm going to add some cannabis butter. Uh, and they were like, hmm, what if I added something to concrete? Would that yeah. make the concrete better? So they tried adding cannabis to the concrete. And sure. sure. You could lick it and you get high. Uh, that was the first attempt at improving <laughs> Concrete. Right. Uh, oh, imagine that. Imagine if you could just lick your walls and oh, get high.
1: Well, actually, that's funny. You say that when I am high, I do lick the walls, but nothing happens. And except everything else. Weird looks. Yeah. Look, I'm yeah. a licker, okay? You're, You're a looky-loo. <laughs> I'm a licker. Things. That's what I do. <laughs> <all right>?
0: Lick-a-loo. Sort <laughs> um, sure, of lick a lot. But yeah. we know that our old friend Agrippa had been working with a lot of concrete back in his day, 100 yes. years earlier. Uh, but they continued to improve Finesse on the concrete. Improved. This is yeah, yeah. This is mixing it with pyroclastic rock, volcanic rock, mm-hmm. and ash. They've been experimenting, toying, building stuff with it. Um, Augustus's mausoleum was made with concrete. The right. theater of Marcellus was made with concrete. Mm-hmm. But by the time they get to Nero, they really were very confident with how much load-bearing concrete would take, right. what you could really do with it. Crunch and the numbers. Yeah, they crunch the numbers. They've <laughs> done the math here <laughs> on this stuff. Yeah, And for the first time in recorded history, mm-hmm. we have evidence of the shapes of the space yes. being strong enough
1: yeah.
0: to be able to build, be built with concrete. They're, they're figuring out... Okay, we're not just going to build floors or load-bearing walls. We can actually build really complicated uh, shapes here, domes and things like that, just out of concrete. Yes, they're gonna they're gonna and and because because it's strong enough to to hold its own weight. Yeah, we don't need to build fifty columns to support it and all of this kind of stuff.
1: And, And as any engineer will tell you, if you can make something, if you can make a material stronger and yet lighter you're just you 're just going way ahead, and so what they used to do you're right so they figured out that if we take um, if we mix it with much lighter um, things like pumice uh, pumice and uh, tufa, which was a form of limestone I think you just said a second ago so again it's lighter and yet it's stronger they can do more with it and you're right they're able to build uh, 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 um, cubes prisms semi cylinders they're able to they are no longer there was a there's a phrase I read in some architect they were no longer slaves to rectangles they could practically do anything if you can think it up sire I can make it happen if you give me some time to experiment and that's exactly what they did and they kind of left the old ways behind and they were just creating new stuff literally as they were building and like you said this took years and they just kept experimenting
0: yeah the Domus Aurea has the first known perforated cupola. Wow! Francis Ford Coppola.
1: <laughs> That's where he got his name from. He was so impressed. Coppola,
0: um, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, think of the uh, you know the, the the famous dome with the oculus at the Pantheon that I mentioned before. Right. It had the first one of those that we know of wow. was the Domus Aurea. Not as big, I think, as the. Um, one in the, the Pantheon, but mm-hmm. obviously they they, they they expanded and got better and smarter as they went on. Yeah. It was placed above an octagonal atrium. It allowed light to flow through apertures in the top and right. the sides of the roof. It was this big dome mm-hmm. had holes in it. Yeah. Fresh air. And it was revolving. Of course it was. Of course it was. Why wouldn't it? Suetonia says it had a revolving dome. Right. which moved in synchronicity with the sun, moon, and stars and may have been water-operated. Here's the, here's yeah. the paragraph That's from the Suetonius. There was, however, nothing in which he was more prodigal than in construction, extending from the Palatine as far as the Esquiline, the palace which he called first the House of Passage, right. then, after it had been destroyed by fire and rebuilt, the Golden House. Mm. It should suffice to relate the following concerning its extent and splendor. There was a vestibule area in which stood a colossal statue, 120 feet tall, in the image of the emperor himself. So great was its extent that its triple colonnade was a mile in length. There was also a lake which resembled the sea, surrounded by buildings made to look like cities. Besides this, there were grounds of all kinds with fields and vineyards, pasture and woodland and a multitude of all sorts of domestic and wild animals.
1: Good he had a
0: private zoo. In yeah, his, I'm, in his in,
1: I'm in the middle of the city and yet all I can see are forests, lakes, natural things. Mm. I can't, you know, besides the, the beautiful building that Nero built. But I mean, it was literally like Central Park of New York, but written hmm. large i mean yeah. it's right in the middle of the city and so this is the octagonal room that you were talking about nero and i'm not going to go too far but nero would use this for daily business he would greet people there because how could they not be impressed being in this massive room you've got the uh the uh, octagon at the top you know spinning around and at night when business was over it would be business time of a different sort um so you know, think of flight of Concords, uh, But there would be there would be well uh, tasteful order. It's business. It's business time. Yeah. So. Oh,
0: you know what time it is? It's business time. Yeah.
1: So when the top turns and, and you can see. Okay, the moon, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get.
0: I'm still reading. Sir Tony, so you oh, interrupted so, me. Dude, in the I am so sorry. I apologize. You should be. Other areas were all covered in gold and picked out with jewels and Mother of Pearl. The banqueting Mm -hmm. halls Mm -hmm. had coffered ceilings fitted with panels of ivory, which would revolve scattering flowers and pipes which would spray perfume on those beneath. The principal banqueting chamber had a dome which revolved continuously both day and night, like the world itself. Wow. There were baths running with seawater and spa water. Of course. <coughs> it basically was like Caesar's Palace yes. in, in, in Vegas. Pretty much. It was like crazy, crazy. over the top, opulent, a little decadent. A
1: little Gani, Yeah.
0: A little Gani. So. Yeah. The banqueting hall right. uh, would, as you said, would would be a dining hall. Then they would clear it away, bring in the couches, yes, and the bear skin rugs. <laughs> the, the The ceiling revolves. Perfume comes out. Flowers come flowers, out. Yes, and it becomes
1: the orgy room. Right. Well, do you know the greatest obstacle to a really good orgy is bo? If you can spray these people with some flower petals and some perfume, you know it's on like Donkey Kong. So it's the anti-BO room. So good for him.
0: Yeah. So amazing. Yes. Uh, perfume, flowers, coming from the ceiling while you're you know, going holes as holes down on the floor, just jamming it in wherever you can.
1: There's holes in the ceiling. There's <laughs> holes on the, and the lady under me or the young man, whatever. There's holes everywhere. Uh, it's a whole festival
0: it's a whole orgy um,
1: <laughs> yeah i now, think you water, water powered right because it, it would take something yeah. as powerful as water to move that I, I, right. again amazing mm. engineering
0: or he had 24 elephants just <laughs> walking in, just a going circle. in a circle they no, would get dizzy no, no, no. after a while but yeah it was cool or or conan conan the barbarian <laughs> He'd just push it just with just this push Pushing. Uh, push yeah Arrgh. yeah um, <laughs> architectural historians believe that all of the major renovations in Roman architecture uh-huh. came in the period between the Great Fire of Rome through to the death of Hadrian in 137. Wow. So it starts with Nero right. and the Domus Aurea. It's yeah. the beginning of the Great Revolution in Roman architecture. Yeah. And Tacitus, you know, we know Tacitus not doesn't really have much love of Nero. Not but even he says that yeah. his architects, Severus and uh Cellar. celery stick, were 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 clever enough to override the laws of nature. He writes as for Nero right. He capitalised on the ruins of his fatherland and constructed a house in which it was not so much jewels and gold that would be a marvel, they were long since familiar as the common places of luxuriousness, as the fields and pools, and in the fashion of wildernesses, woods here, and open spaces and vistas there, all under the expert engineers Severus and Seller whose daring genius it was to attempt through technology even what nature had denied wow. and to sport with the princeps' resources. Oh, my God. So
1: he's respecting their work, even though he doesn't like Nero, you know, so he must yeah. have
0: been impressed. Yeah. Credit yeah. where credit's due, said exactly. Tacitus.
1: Let me know when we can talk about the fresco painter. Looking forward to that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the key change between the late Republican or, or earlier Julio-Claudian era concrete mm-hmm. and the, particularly the Esquiline wing, the yeah. latter part of, of the Golden Aurea in terms of its construction timeline, was the confidence that the Romans had in using concrete. Right. They knew, Severus and, and Seller knew what could and couldn't be built. They worked the shit out of it. With using concrete. Yes. And they'd been experimenting with it. This is, you know, part of the um, impressiveness of us. Uh, over the years that they built this thing, they were experimenting and innovating. And yep. not all of it worked, apparently. there's There's some of it that obviously we can tell from the ruins of it didn't quite work. But that, that's we see this with Leonardo da Vinci on our Renaissance show, right? Not everything yeah. da Vinci did. Like da Vinci goes, oh, I've got to paint this, uh, got to paint this uh, Last Supper thing on a wall. Right. You know, the traditional way of painting a fresco is you got to wait, make the wait. Fuck, you got to do it quickly yes. when the concrete is wet. Yes. So it absorbs. And Leonardo's like, fuck I, that, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't do things quickly. I, I like to take I my time. My own style. Yeah. I'm going to invent my own up. kind of fresco. And yeah, and he fucked up, and it <clears throat> faded and became a disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, you know, you win some, you lose some. That's uh, yeah. how I play the game. Yeah. But I'm you, a fucking genius. I didn't right. say I was perfect. <laughs> I just said I was a genius. You know?
1: But compare that to you can still go to a part of the dome today because it's not only is it open, but you can go in there, and they give you a uh, VR goggle, and they do it so you can see it as far as what they know, how Nero would have seen it with the colorful frescoes and the marble on the floor. So you can still go into there today. So that shit is still around, whereas the uh-huh. Last Supper had to be touched up how many times over the last 1,500 years. So these guys deserve all the credit. Could I real quick, because you mentioned... No. thought I, Okay, that was that was not very nice. Um, you were mentioning a second ago the architect, architectural historian. And by the way, that was J.B. Ward Perkins. I mean... I don't really get into architecture, but this is an astounding statement. Uh, and I'll just give the quote because it's so powerful. You were saying that between the, the uh, Great Fire and when Hadrian dies, and this is what he says, all the essential stages of the revolution in architectural thinking, which is Rome's great original contribution to the history of European art, took place. So by, so what Nero got started and Hadrian and others um, you know, finished up, what they discovered on how to build and, and how to design and how to make strong and yet how to make it beautiful was so incredible. That is the basis of European art and architecture to this day. That's pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, the way to think about it is what they did for architecture mm-hmm. is you know what I did for podcasting exactly. 15 years App, ago. That's, like,
1: that's what I was going to say. That is exactly yeah. what
0: I was going to say. They, they yeah. reinvented what yeah. could be done with the medium yeah. like no one had done you know 100 hour long history series right. before me i mean yeah. i uh, i'm not i, I don't want to call yeah. myself a genius but me, some people say me me a lot right. of people say that the people are I'm saying yeah people you know say it
1: i got an idea let's not call it podcasting let's call it camcasting. that is a thing oh, yeah. that i'm going to start well, pod pod podcast even better let me write cheryl write that down Cheryl's
0: penny. moved her desk. She's normally over the other side. Has she moved? Um, You normally look to your right when you well, talk to Cheryl. This time you look to your left. Truth, Has she got a bigger told, desk, a
1: bigger office? Truth be told, I normally look under my desk. Uh, mm. But yeah, no, she's trying some things. She's moving around here. This is hers. If you watch the video, this is her little oh, thing. Yeah. This is what she wants. Uh-huh. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's great. Great people. I was going to say. Go ahead.
0: Speaking of depictions of ancient Rome, Fox and I watched the uh, David Tennant Doctor Who episode the other day when he goes back to Pompeii. Right. That has Peter Capaldi's in it. Karen Gillan is in it, both before they were in Doctor Who. Right. Uh, But what bugged the fuck out of me was uh, Peter Capaldi's house has all of these busts uh, around it and they're all white. Busts. I'm like, no, no they the would busts been com- in Rome weren't yeah, white. They would have been painted. No, exactly. they? Come on, right. people, come do on. your research. I mean, come on. I I did,
1: I did want to ask. Do you know? I, and I couldn't find it. Do you know which bust in the Golden House that Nero would lift the head, push the red button, the book panel slides, he goes down the pole, comes out. Shakespeare, the, I
0: think. Huh. It was his bust of Shakespeare
1: Bust of yeah. Shakespeare slides down yeah. the pole and by the time he gets yeah. to the bottom he's now orgy man with a sidekick mm. condom boy so orgy I man. you know just uh, I just assume that's where Batman got it from I don't know
0: I'm done and he talked like this when he was doing it
1: well when you when you put a mask on you gotta you gotta change it up
0: I mean that's just yeah. his superhero yeah. 101 uh, Bruce Wayne spoke like that too. I mean, he was exactly the same. Wasn't very good. He should have yeah. been like, "Do I look like a cop? The...
1: You know, like that." <laughs> I don't I know.
0: <laughs> Do I look like Who a gave neighbor? the order? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Where were so we?
0: back back to the architects. Please. They really uh, were v- had this uh, were very very confident about what they could do, and of right. course Nero was like, uh, "Go for it! Yes. Like go crazy, go nuts! I want it uh, all. You know, Go crazy! Yeah, uh, anything you can think up, I'm 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 for it. I've got the money. Yeah, I've got all this money coming in. Don't worry yeah. about it. There's plenty of money. Don't it's worry about the I, money. It, got the I
1: know money it coming. looks like an IOU, but trust me, it's going to come in.
0: Mm. Yeah. So, this is probably uh, Nero's most con- uh, important contribution yeah. to not only to architecture but to, to Western civilization. Western
1: civilization right. in
0: general was uh, the, the carte blanche that he gave uh, Severus and Sella oh. to go crazy right. on building the Golden House. It was a revolutionary. Yeah. Step, and one of the most important stages in the in, in the relatively slow process mm-hmm. where the Romans went from basically r- copying Greek buildings right to their own style of vaulted mm-hmm. architecture using concrete. Yeah. It, be, it uh, happened slowly, you right. know, over the years. Agrippa and Augustus w- w- were important milestones in that. Mm-hmm. But it really hits its peak yeah. uh, uh, with Nero. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. no, it's peak. I mean, it, it goes on and then we have the right. Pantheon, etc. But, but it, it, it really, yeah. it hits, its, it really... Stride? Takes it to a new level. Yeah, yeah. he takes it to a whole new level, yeah. blows the doors yeah. Only supposed to blow the bloody doors off, he said <laughs> when they had built it. do I have that clip. Uh, now, doors? No.
1: No. Shit. Let's be honest here and, and play the other side for a second. Nero could have spent half of the money that he did, and he could have simply had, built nice looking, affordable housing for the citizens of Rome. Put them all. Because, you know, a lot of people lost their homes, their, their, their dwellings, or whatever. He could have done that. People would have loved him, but it's not what an emperor does. Like you were saying, it's not how you show off the might of Rome or whatever. And so he goes the other direction. But, um, you know, he, he something that stands the test of time, and it will it not stand the test of time. It influences artists and architects up till today.
0: Yeah, it does. Good for him. Inf- it inspires me.
1: Does it? How? Hell yeah. You're going you're gonna to build? You're going to draw? You're going to plan? You're going <gasps> to... You should design your own house like a miniature version of Nero's Golden House. Much smaller, but that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Where's Tony's checkbook?
0: Five, four, three, two, one, go. Go. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors
1: off. <laughs> <laughs> I almost fell back. Okay, this shit's not funny that. no more.
0: I love that. Oh, what a great love, Michael Caine. Oh yeah, the ah. um, Where were we? Okay, so um, one of the books that I, I read in mm-hmm. preparation for this episode, Larry Ball, Larry F. Ball, is the professor of art history at the University of Wisconsin, or he was at some point. Right. I think he still is. He wrote a book a few years ago called The Domus Domus Aurea and the Roman Architectural Revolution. Here's what he has to say. The Esquiline wing is our best evidence for Nero's architectural revolution. Its revolutionary and experimental nature is manifested in several ways. Mm. In a positive light, the astonishing new motifs brilliantly executed represent Nero's lasting legacy for architectural history. Negatively, certain passages are awkward, in some cases awful, but also obviously experimental. Clearly, both the architects and their patron were not averse to taking risks. As MacDonald notes in his post-Neronian chapters, the Neronian achievement defined the questions and challenges which Roman architects would continue to address for centuries, But later architects would also move far beyond the Esquiline Esquiline wing, Mm -hmm. exploiting its successful motifs while also making more harmonious combinations of them, eliminating the awkward passages and so forth. The very fact that the Esquiline Esquiline wing manifests the problems that later architects would have to solve Uh helps to set it into its revolutionary context. Mm -hmm. The Esquiline wing was blazing a trail, which is much messier and more challenging than following in the trailblazer's footsteps. Novelty in pursuit of luxuria was the driving force behind Nero's classical aesthetic, in which context it is difficult to imagine a greater success than the Esquiline wing, especially the octagon suite, wow. which was uh, a series of movies put out by uh, Chuck Norris in the 80s. But Lee, also... Right? Uh, 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 the name of the orgy room. (laughs) Clearly, too, this design was a gauntlet thrown at the feet of all subsequent Roman architects. They had a simple choice, either meet the standards set by the octagon suite or appear weak and unimaginative by comparison. Looking back from the 21st century, the Esquiline wing appears to have been one major Neronian step a magnificent leap beyond the much more tentative use of concrete that had come before. Right. It is so revolutionary that it appears to be the stuff of genius. Mm. That may well be true, but my studies indicate that this genius was tempered by careful, sequential reasoning. The ultimate result, the octagon suite, is therefore a massive quantum leap beyond pre-Neronian architecture because it is several steps later, steps taken systematically during the Neronian period within the Esquiline wing itself. That is, the Neronian architectural revolution evolved in a process that we can reconstruct right on this site. Not only were Severus and Seller masters at seeing what wholly new things could be made out of existing forms, Mm -hmm. but they also could do that with their own designs. If genius is involved, this is where... Their ability to stand back and dispassionately evaluate whatever was before them is, I think, their most important trait, an extremely rare one in humanity generally. The fact that all of this took place under the stewardship of just one patron, Mm. must have made the achievement very heady indeed. Nero and his architects would have been acutely aware of their ultimate achievement because they themselves could remember where it had all started. They had been there at the beginning and they themselves had taken every intermediate step. I I think... Yeah, yeah. I was going to say... You have to say about that is... That's high praise. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It is, and it's accurate, and it's true. But if you think about it, I mean, he's just secured a peace with the uh, Parthians. As far as he knows, there's not going to be any major wars. He's a young guy. He's probably going to live forever. Why not build the ultimate house? Why not spend the resources on that? Because you've secured your borders. You're not trying to expand your borders. Why not go crazy? And if the vision of an artist and an actor and a musician uh, can come up with this, then he do- he does deserve the credit. Yeah. Or at least for being that bold, you know?
0: Yeah, look, I like. I think. See, this is part of the problem with um, Nero. I think is we don't. I mean, we don't really get uh, 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 the full respect yes. of Nero. Yeah. You know, we, we, these this this kind of aspect of it. Like, how many times do you ever hear? You know, first thing you think of when you think of Nero, you don't think, oh, revolutionized uh, Roman <laughs> architecture. Think of
1: a fellow right. on a roof, and there's smoke and flames behind him,
0: or he's yeah, killing exactly. his mom. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You do, he, he doesn't get the respect right. he deserves. These things have been lost yes. to history. Yes, um, people think he was all boats and hoes, <laughs> which, which is not bad. Lemonheads, my dad's boat. You won't go down because my dick can float. We sail around the world and go port to port. Every time I come, I produce a quad. Oh. Put on your life, best us drop anchor. There's a nice lady who I like to spank her. Boatsy hoes. Boatsy hoes. Maze when I come on your hand. Uh, pull up the anchor, anchor cause leaving trial land. Get below deck with a taking in your hand. hand. Anchor us away, and shiver me timber. Oh my we god, like the fuck, ladies, with an eight inch member. Love <laughs> me, fuckers, who be a cafe. Ain't that lemons and limes so contracted the, the scabby? Drop the anchor, give that <laughs> hoe a shout. Cause I'm using my compass to find a nappy dugout. I gotta go to church. Uh, I'm going to church. Uh, um, when it was ready to move into... Right. Nero exclaimed, at least I can begin to live like a human being.
1: Oh, has he suffered? Oh.
0: I have another clip that I found in the archives uh, from right. him here. Ah! finally yes like his house burned down ray i mean yes. he had been people don't there's another thing we don't know about nero he had been living he'd been sleeping in a in a cardboard like shelter that he had built right under a bridge his, in rome he, with his own for, hands for, right. for like four years right. at this point yeah um yeah yeah uh, he had a little cardboard sign you know uh
1: one cardboard dome, and he'd make a Put the, yeah, mm. cardboard. Yeah, what most and on a good night he'd be able to sleep in the back of one of his uh, chariots. But mostly it was a cardboard village for Nero. He but used to. He used
0: to. You know, people would get you stop at the lights in the Via uh, arpia and he would be there with a squidgy doing their windscreen and lights. trying to get some money. That's how he paid for the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. He paid his way through college and, yeah. and built the golden house with yeah. the squidgy money.
1: Squidgy was not bad, except for when he would either spit or pee on the window. Other than that, <laughs> he, he got a pretty good tip.
0: Idiot. Now, guess what happened to the golden house? Well, it was buried. Literally. And this gets me back to the early point. Like, um, how the fuck do you bury an entire palace? And why do you bury it? That, why thank not- you use it knock it down yes yes. Well, yeah well it was a bit of an embarrassment and there was another great fire so under Trajan 104 the great fire of Trajan that never gets talked about Trajan right. managed to you know he got that one written out of history and <laughs> Barry and Stan come in and they just it's clipped made. it out yes, of every yes. book yeah. delete delete um, yeah it, it was I, I, I've come to the conclusion that it must have been inordinately difficult to tear a place down in ancient especially that days. big and yeah. And then removing all the rubble and all that kind oh, of stuff too hard. Yeah. Don't have to do that. Let's just get 24 elephants right. to drag in lots of dirt That's, and yes. we we'll just
1: they filled up and, rooms uh, with rubble to make yeah. it a support base for the building going on top of it. They literally filled it up with trash. But the good news was a lot of that trash and dirt helped preserve a lot of the frescoes. So something good did, did come out of it, but they filled it up so they can make it a solid foundation to build the next palace on.
0: And it was sort of my approach to cleaning the house. Sure. It's like, oh, fuck it. Let's just, yeah. just put a rug over it. You know, just you know, yeah. blood stains on the floor. dirt or there. a just body. Just put a rug over it. Exactly. Yeah, fu- that's
1: it. 72-year-old mm-hmm. prostitute is now dead. Throw a rug mm-hmm. on it.
0: Like I can clean this blood up, but there's just going to be more blood next <laughs> week. So what's the point? We I mean, just <laughs> let the rug soak it up. Adds texture. Adds character. Then roll
1: the body in the rug. See how see how this is working out. Then you roll the body up in the rug and put it in your trunk. There you go.
0: Somewhere. It's what
1: runs <sighs> to fall. Win
0: win. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, as you said, they filled in some rooms, particularly those underneath Trajan's baths, with rubble to help strengthen the foundations. Yes. And lucky for us, when the rubble was removed, the art was still on the walls and the floors. Although today, sadly, they have faded. They were rediscovered, so this whole thing was lost. Obviously, for long, from one hundred four until late fifteen hundreds. When fourteen hundreds, late fourteen hundreds, I think. (laughs) When it was the late fourteen hundreds or late fifteen hundreds. Let me. End of the fifteenth century, late fourteen hundreds. Late fourteen hundreds, yes. end of the fifteenth yes. century. Yes, a young man was walking, was, along. Uh, walking, walking along right. through a park right. in Rome. Yeah, uh, f- tripped yep. over um, his dick and uh, do? fell down a hole. <gasps> and he, he falls down a hole. It's a cave, and yeah, he gets down and he's in this cave and right. he looks around and there's frescoes. What? On the walls of this cave. The yeah. bats can paint frescoes? Like, yeah, apparently. And that's <laughs> then he became Batman. Right. Yeah, yeah. Bats came in and became Batman. <laughs> but on top of that, <laughs> somehow he managed to get out. That's the bit that none of the books explain. Hello, How did he
1: help. get out? A yeah. bone into a fresco-rich environment. Help. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. but the point is he saw these frescoes. Clearly it wasn't just underground passage or a cave. It was something more.
0: He yelled out, "Who gave the order?" Uh, These are frescoes, right? So somehow he gets out, right? And then this hole becomes uh, a, an artistic pilgrimage for the Renaissance artists wow. uh, in Rome. Right? They would lower themselves down on a rope mm-hmm. to see, like Batman, the art. Right? This this. Like this 1500 year old, 1400 year old art that's down there. Right. And they would sign their names. They would graffiti the walls with their names. Uh, There were Michelangelo, Raphael left their signatures down there. Casanova, Marquis de Sade. Wow. uh, Gelindeo, Filipino Lippi went down and so uh, inspired. Yeah. Inspired and yeah. also graffiti the fuck out of it. They right. were like, "Wow, this is yeah. amazing! Let's let's write, draw graffiti over it." Here's a penis. Um, we'll draw a penis. Okay. Yeah, yeah doubt, Doubtless, there are dicks down there. <laughs> now, yeah, th- they would they would go down there and and uh, unfortunately, a lot of the uh, frescoes that they saw. Have faded yes. and moisture's destroyed them, and all those sorts of things, right. sadly. It was sealed off um, before. Yes, yeah. but yeah. here's the thing. Right. Um, well, uh, some of them were copied. Mm-hmm. I think Raphael, in particular, yes. painted a whole corridor of the Vatican. With replicas mm-hmm. uh, of, of these frescoes that he saw, so at least we have those. Right. Here's another thing that I learned: the word grotesque, yeah, a word that is often used when describing you, yeah, uh, particularly when you're naked, is is comes from what? this grotto uh. that these artists went down to the 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 fabulous uh, elaborate frescoes and paintings right also had you know uh, uh deformed characters and extreme you know uh, yeah. mythological situations whimsical and
1: figures f- bit yeah of all yeah.
0: of this fantastical stuff right they were known as the grotto paintings or the paintings of the grotto, grotto. the groteschi ah, in italian the right. groteschi. um and uh, that turned up, that that became known in, in English eventually as grotesque. Right. So, you know, and, and now it just means, you know, deformed or ugly or, you know, things that look like your genital region, uh, minuscule and grotesque. Not as but, long as I
1: keep up with the medicine. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> the cream. I got to rub some it on there. It rubs Go the ahead.
1: lotion on its skin. <laughs> Or else it gets the hose again, and grotesque. Yeah, but let me ask you this real quick, and, and this that is just probably makes no a sh- fucking sense. This I mean, <laughs> is <just laughs> bullshit. Fuck. It is bullshit. Mostly- oh my, my, my. This is probably a stretch, but let me ask you this: the word grotesque. You're talking about your penis again? Not at this particular time. Um, it, negative connotations, negative uh, feelings to this words. Is it? Do you think it has anything to do with the fact that it was? Uh, Just weird frescoes or frescoes probably they probably figured out was commissioned by Nero and so they don't like him. And so they give it a negative spin or is it just they're probably just crazy shit on the wall that is not your what your conservative person would like. You know, it had the bright colors, the monsters, the whimsical figures. I'm sure that probably was considered gaudy or grotesque if that word existed at the time to them.
0: Yeah, well, um, I've got, uh, you know, surprisingly, maybe, I I actually looked into this because I love a little bit of uh, etymology. You know, I love my my etymology. You love your etymology. I love the eddies. Right. I love my edibles and my etymology. (laughs) I love reading up about etymology when I've been eating edibles. (laughs) The English word first appears in the 1560s as a noun borrowed from the French, originally comes from the Italian grotesca. Literally of a cave oh. from the Italian grotta, cave. But they weren't caves.
1: Yeah.
0: An extravagant style of ancient Roman decorative art rediscovered at Rome at the end of the 15th century and subsequently imitated. Mm. Um today it's used as a general adjective for the strange, mysterious, magnificent, fantastic, hideous, ugly, incongruous, unpleasant or disgusting. And thus is often used to describe weird shapes and distorted forms such as Halloween masks. Right. Okay. So there you go. But it comes from Miro's uh, cave paintings. I did not know that. That is pretty Me either. Grotesque. Yes. Uh, Now, the site was excavated in 1721, the Mm -hmm. first time. Considerable damage, of course, done to it during the excavations because they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Exactly. It's like the excavations of the Villa of Papyri and how they destroyed all the papyri oh, and all that kind of stuff. Still, fucking Italian. Still get angry. You know, Italian yeah. fucking, you know, <laughs> stick uh, to contractors, cooking, man. And hitting on yeah.
1: guys' wives when they're on their honeymoon in Rome. Just stick to those
0: two mm-hmm. things. So, uh, look, that's, uh, that's all I've got. Yeah. I, I think that's enough. But that is the uh, fascinating story. Yeah. Of uh, the the Domus Aurea of Nero, and why uh, he should get a lot more fucking respect, I yeah. think, than he does. Yeah.
1: You could watch a thirty-minute bio on YouTube of Nero, and this would not come up. It doesn't fit the narrative.
0: You just have to get the last word. Oh, I can time. I you can know, edit like, that out
1: because no, I got more.
0: Yeah, but- I know you can, but you won't. You'll just keep... Oh, you got more? I'll keep talking.
1: Can we we now talk about my favourite person? Fabulous! The fresco oh, painting.
0: Oh, you wanted to talk about fabulous? Just, oh, sorry, just, I just so that real yeah, quick
1: because yeah. I found this interesting. So we're not sure of his name. It was there's like multi spellings and pronunciations, but there was a there was a legend going around that he was good at what he did, and I think we've conveyed the size of uh, the Golden House. But supposedly he was not allowed to leave; that he was pretty much a prisoner, and they just kept him painting one fresco after another. I'm just trying to imagine if someone had tried to do that with Leonardo. That would have gotten ugly really quickly, but I, but this guy supposedly stayed there for a very long time, painting one fresco after another because he wasn't allowed to leave per Nero. I don't know if you'd come come across that or not.
0: I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I'm just trying to picture someone was, saying Nero. It wasn't a Filippo Lippi that. Uh, oh yeah, he was Lorenzo kept, de Medici. Kept him in locked his room. in a, Yeah. Yeah. Tied to, and then he, he like tied his bed sheets, sheets together. together. The and
1: old sheets together, yeah. Anyway, so...
0: They fa- and they fa- found him in a brothel. That's right,
1: right. And he... It doesn't end well for him, if I remember correctly. He, he picked the wrong girl, and her father or brother or husband or whatever uh, had a chat with him. Anyway, I just thought it was neat that the idea of this poor sap, here's all this glory to Nero, and there's this poor sap who happens to be good at frescoes, probably trapped there for a very long time, just doing one fuck. And there were frescoes on the f- ceiling as well. That was the other thing. Uh, uh, there weren't frescoes on ceilings before this. And then uh, the churches, the ca- the uh, Christian churches started copying it because it was so beautiful. So they started putting up stuff as well. So another thing that Nero should probably get credit for, but
0: shat. Wow. There you go. Nero, not only uh, a lover, not a fighter, <laughs> but, uh, Patron of the Arts. Yeah, yeah.
1: Let's hope he sadly,
0: yeah. Yeah. sadly, he doesn't get credit for all of that. Um, but, you know, I've got another recording of him. He had a mm-hmm. motto. Oh, good. Something that people don't tend to appreciate. Right. I have something to say. It's better to burn out than to fade away. Come <laughs>
1: And that's kind of what he almost did in The Great Fire.